0: The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. While these homilies are the same in content as those preached, they have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, Which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, The first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher. You are right in saying, He is one, and there is no other than he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. The Gospel of the Lord. I remember walking into my boss's office at my first job many, many years ago and seeing the sign. It read simply Office Rules Rule Number One The boss is always right. Rule Number Two When the boss is wrong, refer to Rule Number One. It wasn't uncommon to see such a sign back then, although I don't think anyone went so far as to put it into a personnel manual. And certainly such a sign today would probably lead to a complaint to the Human Resources Department. As I read through this well-known exchange in today's gospel between Jesus and the scribe and listened to the First and Second Commandments, I couldn't help but think of that old sign and how we might rephrase it. God's Rules to Live By Rule number one, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Rule number two, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you have trouble loving your neighbor as yourself, refer to rule number one. Of course, God doesn't have a human resources department. God is the divine resource for all humans. His H.R. manual starts out with, in the beginning, and shall we say, grandfather's in the rules he is asking us to live by. But the biggest difference between the boss rule and the God rule is that the boss rule is written for the sake of the boss, and the God rule is written not for God's sake, but for our sake. Now you might say, wait a minute, Deacon Joe, the God rule says that we have to love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. That sounds as if it's benefiting God, not us. I mean, after all, it's commanding us to love God, not to be loved by God. But that is thinking as humans do, and not as God does. Because in emphasizing this commandment, Jesus knows what we have to learn. That it is in loving God, in exercising our free will to respond to God's invitation to a loving relationship with him, that we are able to begin to appreciate his awesome, wonderful love for us. God does not force himself on us. He calls to us softly, witnesses to us gently. He created us with a free will to decide, to control by our choice whether we will enter into a loving relationship with him or not. He makes us aware of his great love for us through his word, through the sacramental life of his church, through the charity and loving acts of his people, through the sacrifice of his son, and the empowerment of his spirit. But it is only in responding to those overtures with love and in growing in our love for God, heart, mind, soul, and strength, that His love moves us from something we learn about to something that we experience in a life-changing way. As we endeavor to give ourselves over to that heart, mind, soul, and strength love more deeply and completely, His love steadily becomes the focus of our lives as it permeates our being. Loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength better enables us to experience God's love in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, to the fullness of our strength. Which brings us to rule number two. Most of us are familiar with the end times parable in Matthew 25 about the sheep and goats, where the enthroned Jesus says to both groups that whenever they fed or failed to feed, clothed or failed to clothe, visited or failed to visit, etc., to the least, they did it or fail to do it for him. That, of course, tells us that the way we show our love for God is by showing our love for our neighbor. However, I would like to suggest that pursuing the first commandment to the best of our ability, work in progress that it may be, makes it that much easier to follow the second as well. I know that for myself, and probably for many, if not most of us, one of the challenges of loving all of our earthly neighbors as ourselves including the neighbors we are not close to including the neighbors that are not like us and yes even including our enemy neighbors is that such love can feel risky it's a great story that saint francis embraced and kissed the leper but especially in these days of covid and such putting ourselves at risk for disease is scary and sure, we would like to be able to give generously and frequently to those in need without ever counting the cost. But the idea of not counting the cost can make us feel at risk of finding ourselves in need. And even when the giving is simply a giving of self to family and friends, we often expect to have that giving appreciated and given back in equal measure, or else we may feel slighted, disrespected, disrespected or otherwise shorted in the emotional exchange. I'm sure we can think of other examples, but the bottom line is that when loving our neighbor takes us out of our comfort zone, the love can run thin if not out. I once heard the husband half of a presenting couple at a marriage course tell the following story. He said that at some point after he and his wife had been married for a time, He had a conversion experience through which he came to know God and God's great love for him. He said that in experiencing God's abundant love for him, he found that his self-esteem needs that had previously depended on how things were going in his relationship with his wife were now being met by his loving relationship with God. He said that this freed him up to love his wife much more unconditionally because his love for her and his expression of his love for her was no longer dependent on her meeting his needs. And although her love for him and her expression of that love continued as before, his reception of and appreciation for God's love for him freed him from depending on experiencing her returned love in order to love her. I would suggest that God wants to do this for all our needs all our fears, doubts, and worries. That as we give ourselves over to Him, heart, mind, soul, and strength, and experience more fully His great love for us, as we become more aware of His awesome power, knowledge, and His lordship over all things, we can truly surrender our fears and our worries to Him, confident that come what may, He has our back. When we love God, With our heart, mind, soul, and strength, he can satisfy our relationship needs through his love for us and enable us to love our neighbors without concern for self. For once we are free of the desire to be approved, loved, and admired by others. We are free to love them without the need to be loved back. And as we come to appreciate God's power and ability to care for us and meet our every need, we are then able to love not only without returned love, for even the tax collectors love those who love them, but we are able to love fearlessly. We can embrace the leper without fear of disease. We can generously and frequently give without fear of being in want or need. We can live righteously without need of worldly approval. Seen in this way, loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength is not simply a command, it is a divine means to an eternal end. As such, let us approach Jesus, our loving High Priest, who lives to make intercession for us, and ask Him for the grace and power of the Spirit to make this our rule number one. Hopeful that in doing so, we will one day soon hear Him say to us, You are not far from the kingdom. Of God. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe2017 at gmail.com.